0: As we are going to read our scripture reading, please open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 10. That's in the New Testament. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22 to 25. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience, as you see the day drawing near. May God bless the reading from His Holy Word. Please be seated. All right, is the air condition okay? Are you, are you feeling some kind of... Is the room warm or it's, it's, it's good? All right. All right. Now... We are in the series. We started the series last Sunday. And we're talking about how to live confidently in the Lord in a chaotic world. All right. This is a response of so many comments and questions. You know, over the last few weeks or probably a month ago, when this war between Israel and the terrorist group, the Hamas, Broke out, more than 2,000 Jews or Israeli people were slaughtered and more than 10,000 people already died in this battle, you know, both from the Palestinian and from Israel. And of course, not just about this, we still have the ongoing war in Ukraine and Russia, And we've experienced all sorts of catastrophes happening all over the world. There's this earthquake in Nepal. There's this great storm happening around the U.S. and other things happening. And people are asking, Pastor, are we now in the time, the end times? So that's the usual question. What are we supposed to do about this? Okay? Okay. So, the issue in this series is that the imminent, the imminent event that the church is looking forward to is the second coming of Christ. Okay? That's the main thing. Alright? The next major thing that will happen in the history of the church is the second coming of Christ. Alright? Now... In the second coming of Christ, we are told in the Bible that it will be preceded by catastrophes. If you read Matthew 24, you will find there all the awful things that will happen. Right? There's going to be war, there's going to be earthquake, famine, there's going to be the coldness of the hearts of people towards God. There will be fighting, there will be murder, there will be decept- de- uh, deception, and then will, there will rise all sorts of false prophets and false cries. And all these things are happening even here in the Philippines, right? I'm sure you've heard the news of this cult group. You know, is Aguila? That, is that a group? Senior something? Yeah, so all these things are happening and people are wondering, all right? And so we we go to the Bible and ask, what does the Bible say about this? Now, there are two things that I want us to eliminate. There are two extremes when it comes to the second coming of Christ and the events that surround His coming. One is that we are not going to teach here about what we call eschatology. Mania. What is eschatolomania? Okay, eschatos means last things. Of course, when you say mania, anything to do with mania, it means there's a likeness. There's a, you know, you, you, what you call by mania. It's like you're fond of it. Okay, so eschatomania, these are the group of people that look at the events and everything, up, everything that happens in the world is always connected to... The second coming. So everything, everything is anti Christ. Everything, okay? So that's the other extreme, and we don't want to go there. <laughs> we don't want to interpret everything. Everything happened, bisag imong damgu, apil na. Pastor, nag dumbguku. Moragmao second coming. Okay? So that's eschatomania. In other words, you, you, you overemphasis to the second coming that everything is about it. Now, the other extreme, eschatophobia, is the other extreme from the word phobia. Alright? Like, you don't want to do anything about the second coming. Alright? You don't want to interpret everything. So, everything happens separate from the second coming of Christ. Now, the world today are either in the mania or in the phobia. Now, we don't want to go into these two extremes. We want to be in the middle. We don't want to interpret everything related, but we don't also want to be so distanced that people in the side tend to ignore the signs. Alright? So what we want to do is, how are we supposed to live in our lives today on the backdrop of the imminent coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the warning of the Bible is this, Second Timothy chapter three verse one. Paul says, "But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. Terrible times. Now, we've already experienced some of it, right? Like even though the war is happening thousands of miles from the Philippines, but the world today is getting smaller and smaller with with Facebook, with Instagram, with internet, with, with the World Wide Web. The world is getting smaller that anything happening in the Middle East, in America, in Europe, we all instantly feel the ripple effect, right? And in case you do not know, the rise and fall of our... Fuel is one indication. Okay? How many of us long that our fuel would go back those times when gasoline is 25 pesos, diesel 15 pesos, sana all. (laughs) Right? But it seems we are not going back to that time. So, we are now feeling, the Filipinos today are, are feeling the, what? The, the effects of what's going on. So, in other words, as Christians, we cannot separate ourselves. We cannot distance ourselves from what's going on. We have to live our lives accepting, adjusting, and acknowledging that we are in this terrible times, whether we like it or not, whether we believe in it or not. But the point here is that we don't want to be mania or we don't want to be, you know, phobic about it. But we want to believe and we want to respond according to the scripture. Amen? So if you remember part one last Sunday, if you were here, now if you weren't here, you can go back to our Facebook page or you can go to our YouTube channel if you miss but part one of the series we said what did Jesus say what did Jesus command us his disciples in connection to his second coming Jesus says stay calm remember and our text was John chapter 14 verse 1 to 6 Stay calm. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Jesus said, trust in God, trust also in me. So as Christians, how am I going to live confident with all this chaos in the world? Jesus' exhortation, focus on my relationship and you will be okay. Amen? That's the the vertical line. Jesus is saying, trust me. All right. There is trouble in this world. But if you trust in me, I have overcome the world. Amen? That was our lesson last Sunday. Now today, we go to the second. How am I going to live confidently in a chaotic world today? Don't just stay calm. And this is the horizontal. Stay connected. <laughs> All right? Stay connected. Connected. That's our lesson today. If you want to be confident, if you want to be afloat in a sinking world, we have to stay connected. Not just connected to God, but here the connection is something to do with people. Now, according to a study of people after the pandemic, they have they have revealed this result, this studies revealed that the number one cause of problems of people today is loneliness. And, and this is ironic because, again, the world is getting smaller because of internet, Facebook, Instagram, and all social media. It's like you can have a million followers, a million friends, and this is what, what you know, these people who are studying psychology, despite your, let's say, 12 million followers, people still remain lonely. In other words, online friends, online likes, online, you know, love cannot substitute real face-to-face, soul-to-soul relationships. Alright? With even with the advent of internet, can you please help me out? Even with the advent of internet, the number one problem of man is still loneliness. And no wonder, when God created man in Genesis chapter 2, verse 18, God said, it is not good for man to be alone. All right? Can you please tell the person next to you, thank God I'm not alone? <laughs> Alright? And tell the person thank you for being with me. <laughs> Alright? Thank God that I'm not alone. Now, in case, you know, some people, you know, they can relate, they're seated sit- with someone. In case you're someone ako tell the person next to you, and then you don't know the person beside you, or nobody is there and your song right now is Mariah Mariah Caris. All by my I did not Mariah day. Eh? Celine. All right. All by myself. All right. We all need relationships, right? Amen. Can you say an amen to that? We all need relationship. Especially, listen, especially when we go through tough times in life. When we, through, when we go through grieving, when we go through situations like accidents, calamities, financial crises, or the inevitable. A lot of people are suffering, you know, cancer. It's so hard to go through this cra- crisis in life and you are alone. That's why the greatest need of man today, of course, after our need for God, is what we call Connectivity. Can you please click this? This is not working. I need some connections. <laughs> Thank you. And, and this, we know this, right? I mean, this is not, this is true to anyone. I mean, if you want to engage in business, you have to need connections. See? Now, connections is not just for business purposes. It is also for our spiritual purpose. And brethren, that's the reason why God established the church. Amen? Connectivity. Because God wants us to be connected to one another. That's why the favorite, the favorite metaphor of Paul when he talks about the church is what the body and many parts and each part is connected to each other. All right? That is why connectivity is important even in business, in workplace. That's why those of you working in BPO's, you always have your what? Your days where you need to have trainings and what you call those times? You call them team building. Because you cannot work alone. See? We cannot work alone. We need someone to go through with us. Next slide, please. Now, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity, and here's the problem notice this pity anyone who falls and has no one to help him. Up. The one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So, what the Bible is saying is this brethren, we can survive this chaotic world when we are alone. That's why we need the body of Christ. Amen? We need connectivity. And our study today brings us to Hebrews chapter 10. I just want to give you a quick background of Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews was written for Christians, Jewish Christians who have been persecuted because of their faith. All right? So these were Jews before. They were coming from the religious system of Judaism. And now they're in Christ. And now because they're in Christ, they are now being persecuted by their Jewish friends. And so, they are confused. Alright? And this was also during the times wherein there was a lot of shaking in the economic, political situation of the land. There was pressure from Rome. There was pressure from the, the religious system of the Jews. And so, can you just imagine these Christians living in isolation, all right? And so the book of Hebrews is about pointing out where we are in Christ right now compared to the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, the old system, they have this their sacrificial system, they have all their rituals, they have their high priest, and the book of Hebrews is simply saying that was the Old Testament, that's the old covenant, it's obsolete, and everything in the Old Testament Bible finds their meaning in Christ. So basically, the book of Hebrews is Christocentric. Everything is in Christ. Christ is the fulfillment of everything. He is now our great high priest. Now, in chapter 10, after talking about Christ's death, Christ's sacrifice once and for all, that when we put our faith in Christ, we can enter boldly into the throne of grace of God, Hebrews chapter 10 gives three conclusions. They all start with the let let us. The first one is in in verse 22. All right? Because Jesus died on the cross, because Jesus Christ entered the most holy place in heaven, because Jesus Christ died once and for all, the first conclusion, let us draw near with a true heart. In full assurance of faith. I'm not going to talk about that this afternoon. Okay, the second let us is in verse 23 let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. So, first, let us draw near with faith. Next, let us hold fast the confession of hope. We have hope in Christ. Let us not waver, even though there is crisis going on around us and within us. Let us hold fast. In other words, don't give up. Don't give in. We are not going to talk about that, but we're going to talk about the third let us. Okay? Notice this. Let us consider how to stir up one another to love. This is what I want to focus today. Alright? Let us consider how to stir up one another to love. Alright? So, in our lesson today, I want us to, three, to learn three lessons about connectivity of believers. That we need to be connected. Why it is important that we are connected. What are some of the benefits of connection? You know, in business, in, in marketing, connection is very important, right? If you are in the marketing, if, if you are selling something... Like insurance or whatever form of investment you want to be connected, right? And when it comes to this, you know, a lot of times people would come to the pastors because they know the pastors has lots of connections. Pastor, please connect me to people. And sometimes I have to say no. See, I have to say, you know what? I want to help you. But I don't want people to think that I'm taking advantage of me being their pastor so that you can have your business. If you want, you can go to them. You don't have to pass through me. All right? But that's connection. We need that. But friends, more than the connection we need to sell something, we need the connection to survive. We need the connection to thrive. Because the, the world that we're living in today is so uncertain. So three lessons, just three lessons. I gave you five last week, now just three. Okay? Now, are you, are you ready? Alright, let's begin with the first one. The imperative of connectivity. The imperative. When you say imperative, what do you mean by that? When you say the imperative, what is an imperative? Anybody? The imperative. The must, all right? Imperative in grammar means a command, right? If a verb is in the imperative mood, it means it's a command. So why is connectivity commanded, all right? It is commanded in the Bible. Now, let's begin with verse 25. Look at verse 25. Not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, But encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now, now you understand why we we chose this passage. Again, remember, the passage that we are going to study in this series are all in connection to the coming of Christ. And you say, I don't see the coming of Christ in this passage, Pastor. Well, let me point you to that verse. Look at the end of this verse. Because everything that we're going to study revolves around that particular phrase. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. Friends, in the Discovery Bible, and by the way, Dwayne later on will share, it's a Bible app that you can use. Anyone can use. You don't have to be a doctor in in theology. This app will help you find the nuances of a particular word in the Bible. For example, in the the Discovery Bible, that phrase, their day, it has a sign there that means what? It's a prophecy. And if you click that button, it teaches you the day of the Lord. Isn't that so easy? It helps us study the Word of God accurately. And and by the way, the, the Discovery Bible is is being, uh, what you call this? What's the term? It's, what's the term? Recommended. Is that the right word? Recommended by great theologians of our days. And so, if you check the Discovery Bible, it says that that phrase, the day, speaks of a prophecy. It's the day. What day is that? In the Greek, it has the, the article the, the. So, in Greek, when... when A noun has the article, it speaks of some emphasis there, right? So what is that day drawing near? Well, the context teaches us that that's talking about the day the Lord will come. So everything that Hebrews is saying is, is that we need to do this because we are looking at, we are seeing the day drawing near, see? And so what are the things that we should see? And it's there in that verse, all right? What is the imperative of connectivity? Not neglecting to meet together. Friends, that's what the author of this book is talking about. Not neglecting to meet together, all right? That's the emphasis. That's the imperative, Right? It's like the Bible is saying, because we are looking at our days now, that the coming of the Lord is really drawing near, you Christians, my people, should not neglect to meet together. All right. Now notice the next phrase. As is the habit of some. In your, in your NIV, probably it, it, it says like this. In verse, uh, where is that? Verse 25. All right. Where's verse 25 here? Okay. As some are in the habit. Okay. So, perhaps when this was written, some people were already quitting attending meetings. All right. Now, friends, this is very relevant in our day, especially... For the post-COVID church. Alright? Now, according to a survey again, 20-30% to of Christians did not go back to church after COVID. And this is very true, not just in America, but even here in the Philippines. I know a mega church in Manila... And even here in Cebu, that right after COVID, it's so hard for people to bring back to church because people were just satisfied with online worship. Okay? Now, we do have online worship. Now, this is where I want to focus. There was a time in history that online worship was necessary because it was not beneficial when we congregate but it was only a temporary thing but what happened is that the the mindset of the world has so shaped the minds of Christians that Christians now act and think and live as like the world that we can simply replace everything into online because you know the pandemic we can have online eating on everything now is online online gambling online sabong online you know online worship online we can even give our tithes online everything is online and so somehow we think that perhaps I can just become a church online now if this verse was not written probably that would have been true but friends listen The danger is this. We have, yes, we do have our online worship. For the information, everyone, we purchase new, you know, new equipments so that our online worship will be a great experience even while you are at home. But please, please know this. Listen. The online service is only for people with legit reason. One of the reason pastor, you're aging and you could no longer worship physically or you are sick. Your coming to church is detrimental to the safety of the others then it's legit to do, to do online worship. Okay? Or maybe you have moved to a different place and There is no church to join. The only way for you to continue worshiping with us is through online. Legit. But friends, if you are not aging, if you can walk, all right? If you don't have flu, if you have no reason at all, then please let's follow what the Bible says. Not neglecting to meet together. See, our online worship, no matter how we try to make it with excellent quality, is never intended to take the place of face-to-face worship which is the true meaning of what it means to be the body of Christ. Amen? Because the body of Christ, that's what Jesus says, whenever two or three are gathered together, There am I in their midst. And sometimes it's so easy for us to to interpret that with, well, we are also gathered online virtually. But I think when Jesus said that the context was a physical gathering, even though Jesus could see beyond that time, even though Jesus could see our time now, that there will come a time that we could not meet physically. But friends, When you are not sick, when you are not yet that old, and you don't go to church, because what happened to a lot of Christians today, and forgive me if you're offended with this, is that we have become more like the world, that a lot of Christians today, the Sunday is the new Saturday. Sunday is the new Saturday. See, we are Sunday bikers, Sunday golfers, Sunday what? Swimmers. And for some Sunday sleepers, Sunday jud makatug, pastor. <laughs> okay? And others, Sunday sickness. Kung Sunday gani masakit jud ko, pastor. <laughs> if Sunday I'm sick. <laughs> All right? And, and it's so easy for us to quit gathering together for such trivial reasons. It's like, it's so easy because, you know, there's, anyway, there's online. You know what? Listen, I think, you know, I think, and by the way, my main reference here, aside from the Bible, is the book by David Jeremiah. I think, and what David Jeremiah said in his book, the problem with people is not internet. It's not online worship. It's really our hearts. The hearts of people. Why? When it's so easy for us to simply put aside God and worshiping simply because we are not convenient to worship today because, you know, there are some affairs, there are some games, so many. The problem there is our heart. We have a very, listen we have a very casual mindset towards our God. We don't treat God the awe, the holiness, the respect that He needs. So that whenever, whenever there's a time for us to relax, it's so easy for us to skip Sunday. And, and that's why some of us pastors, are all, we are so phobia with long weekends. You know, for you people, for those working in the secular, you know, we love. Diba gang hangita og holiday ng timing og Monday. Kay long weekend, right? Especially last week, Deva? Right? Monday election. I don't know ang Tuesday ghi. Tanwes then? November 1, November 2. Very long weekend. While for you people, you guys, yes, long weekend. For the pastors. Oh no, long weekend. pung <laughs> absent. See? There was a time, I don't know, when, when you still belong to that generation, when missing one Sunday was a big deal. But those times are gone with the Christianity today. Because with Christianity today, a lot of Christians have a very low, very low view of God that it's so easy to skip God. Anyway, it's just one Sunday. And even if you're always saying that, almost every week. And no wonder in churches, the attendance, we can see that in our attendance. Even in our attendance. Okay? Can you imagine? Let me tell you. If all of us would simply go a perfect one month, you would notice that our attendance would really reach a 1,000. But the reason why we won't reach that, because we find this in our, because we're studying our attendance, by the way. We study this that every Sunday, really, some people, you yud, marabag, part na nas ilang routine banga, once a matajud or twice a matajud musimba, kay kung makaupat mi patay mo sangko na mislangit. I mean, we have that mindset, okay? That you know we were studying the attendance, and when it's communion you know the attendance go high and the second Sunday low Okay, more kay ang mindset sa tao is nakasimba na so pwede na <laughs> all right now friends that is so disturbing you know why because it shows how we view god and the writer of hebrews somehow sees Already, our situation that the Bible says, not neglecting to meet together as some is in the habit of doing. Some are already doing it. In fact, it's not some, but most Christians today. You know, this huge church in Manila, which has four services. Can you imagine, after covid they have to remove one service so that's already a third of their attendance because people remained at home okay and there was a time if you remember when 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 we were starting to reopen our churches a lot of people say you know the islamu simba kai covid but you see them where you see them in the mall you see them in their Facebook, they're all around except the church. That's why I said I, I made the conclusion that probably the only place where COVID will stay is in the church. Because it's the only place people are afraid to go. People are not afraid to go to beaches, to the mall, to theater. But when it comes to Sunday, suddenly mahadlok na the COVID. So murok selective bang phobia? Basa Sunday gana. Mahadluk masakit so di lang tama simba and and at some point, at some point, we even make worship service as an as a as a convenient thing. If inikabantay na tukmuntaganing amurag bugat man akong ulo di lang tama nimba. Kaluoy is ginoo, you know. How pitiful is our God if we, His creatures, will just worship according to our convenience probably we have forgotten how inconvenient for Christ to carry that big cross for all of us maybe we have forgotten what God risks so that you and I will be saved no don't ever tell me that Pastor. <laughs> this is not guilty tripping brethren this is real Christianity Remember, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as what? Living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. And then Paul says, this is your spiritual act of what? Worship, see? Bodies. In other words, it's Sunday. I have to prepare myself. That's why I have to remind my kids. I have to remind you, please. Don't go for overnight on Saturday. Don't spend too much partying on Saturday. Why? Because the next day is a holy day. It's your day with your Lord. And the Bible says, do not neglect to meet together. Some people are already in that habit. I hope you are not part of the some, brethren. If you truly love your Lord. Because a lot of churches today are, look like this. Empty. You say, uh, that's pandemic. No, this is a picture of the post-pandemic church in America. Still empty. And friends, let's just go back to, to the nature of the church. Look, look at Acts chapter 2, verse 46. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together. Now, in the Bible, there are two forms of meeting together. One is connectivity in public worship. We gather together publicly like this one. Okay? So this is not option. In the Bible, brethren, going to church on a corporate worship is not optional. It's not something when you're convenient or when you feel good. No. It is actually our way of expressing our adoration to God. Amen? Please, I hope you don't come to church out of obligation. God doesn't want worshipers who are obligated. God wants people who worship voluntarily. I hope our coming to church is because we love the Lord, not because we are obligated. Not because, Pastor Maki it's love because you love the Lord. And friends, notice the nature of the church, Acts 2.46. Look at this. Every day they continue to meet together where? In the temple courts. This is public worship. This is in the temple courts. See? Outside the temple wherein only the priests could enter, there's a big court in which people could have fellowship could talk because they could not do that inside the temple. And this is where the Christians chose to hang out. But it's not just public worship. See, our church is not just worshiping, you know, a congregation, you know, like this. But there's also connectivity. Where? In private fellowship. See? So, we don't just Meet together on a Sunday, all right. And by the way, if you're new to Bradford, we have four services that you can really choose. So there's a 7:30 worship. 7:30 worship is for people who are planning to go to the beach. Okay, or planning to go for a game. You have a game by 10 at 10 to 7:30. All right put god first. Well you say but pastor you know our game starts around 7. That's why we have a 4 p.m. service. And you know what I'm thinking already next year I'm planning to open again at 6 p.m. Naman, nay may mga tao, nga pastor 5 pamahuan amo ang review sa akuan sa law. Or nami review sa koan, sa you know sa amo ang class. We have class at 5 p.m. So probably we will open and 6 p.m. service. See? In other words, the church is willing to accommodate so that you will not neglect the worship. We do have a 10 a.m. worship at the Oak Ridge. For those of you living in, in Mandawi, in Lapu-Lapu, in Talamban, we are worshiping there every morning at the Oak Ridge 12th floor. Alright? So we have four services to choose. Okay? Why? So that all of us will not be able to neglect. But friends, the church doesn't just happen once a week. No. We happen every week. You know, it's so lonely if the church activity is only, what, isolated to a Sunday thing. No. The worship in Bradford Church, the fellowship in Bradford Church is not just a a once-a-week thing. Why? Because we are also connected privately in fellowship. And that's the second half of verse 46. Look at this. They broke bread in their homes. And I love the ending part. Ate together. Now, if you're really a pure Bradford person, you know our culture here. We always do things while we eat. We love eating. Okay? Now, just to give you some pictures. So... Okay, this one is clearer. This is my Wednesday group. Pastor, walagin mo Bible study. Don't you worry, after the eating, the Bibles will come out. Alright? So that's my Monday group, still eating. This is my Friday group, still eating. So, may lagi <laughs> pastor na, wakaning dako. Imagine Monday to Saturday eating. Okay? menka kapastor, wala ginimog yapil to yung grupo sa mga boys. Mga YA mo to. Woy amot. Woy may kaon. Woy na lang na kong yapil. Woy pa'y ika amot. Kanili ni nanani amot. But yes, we do meet even without eating. But the point is this, friends. Notice in those pictures, we are all smiling. Why? Because... You know, in this big group, in this big gathering, we can share our problems here, right? We can share our, our joys. We can share, you know, we're just too big. But we do have fellowship. And the Bible says, with God and sincere hearts, praising God, not this, enjoying the favor of all people. It is too hard for all of us to enjoy each other in this big crowd. We cannot do that. That is why we have our small groups. That's why we encourage you. Be part of our B group. Okay? By raising of your hands, who is part of a B group now? Or any small group? Raise your hand. Be honest. Higher, please. So that we can see. Alright, there's a majority of you that you don't belong to a B group. You should. Okay? One of these days we would be encouraging others to share their testimony. You know, a lot of those who joined the B group, they said, Pastor, we've been, we've been part of this church for 10 years, some 15 years, but it's only when they joined the B group that they really find themselves growing. See? It's so hard to grow if you just attend a public meeting like this. As Christians, we are wired to Share. Amen? So in our small group, we can share our burdens, we can share our secrets, and we can share our joys. So question, where were you last Sunday, brethren? Your seat was empty. Okay? Your seat was empty. Where were you? Okay? I remember in the old times, you know, when pastors in the rural area would visit, you know, the neighborhood and... You know, Saturday morning trabahos among a pastors provincia. Saturday, the pastors would go around the neighborhood and remind people, bro, brother, tomorrow is Sunday. Huh? See you. And most of these people say, oh, Pastor. You know, my baboy is pregnant and about to give birth, but I'll be there in spirit, Pastor. So Atunapud. Brother, sister, you know, tomorrow is Sunday. Join us. Pastor, we love to. But my daughter is going out, Pastor. You know she will be going to school, and then we will be sending her up. But we will be there in spirit. Now, eighty percent of the ma- members says we will be there in spirit. So, naguulnas si Pastor Sunday na. So, pagsundas si mga tao. There are so many empty seats, and the pastor announced, "Brothers, those of you who are present, be careful, because the spirit of our members are sitting there." You might be sitting over them. (laughs) Can you imagine if all all of us would just say, well, we will be there by spirit. Well, that doesn't happen in the literal church because God wants us to worship, you know, physically. Yes, in spirit and in truth, but He wants us to be gathered together. That's why the Bible says, do not neglect. The imperative of connectivity. Now, let's go to the importance. Importance. Why is it important that we should get connected? All right? This time, let's go back to verse 24. Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good work. Now, that phrase consider there is very important. Again, with the help of Discovery Bible, you will find that that word has a sign, which means what? It's continuous, alright? It's a continuous action. It means that you continue to consider, and the word consider there literally means to, to really think of it again and again and again. The Greek word is katanoia. Noia means mine, alright? Katanoia. You have to completely think over this. So question is, what are we supposed to think about? What is it that we need to consider? What is it that we need to be mindful of? Alright? Three things. Okay, number one. We need to think that as a church, our gathering together is for what? For us to promote love. Alright? Why does the Bible say, do not neglect to meet together? Because when we come together. And here's the importance of connectivity. Because if we do that, we promote love. Alright? We promote love. Now, I want you to focus on that word, to stir up one another to love. Now, that's, that's a kind of a, an odd word because the word to stir in Greek is a negative term. Alright? It's a negative term and it's a term that means to prick or to to irritate someone It's a negative term Okay, it's a term that you do to To irritate someone To cause the person to be angry at you But here, it's used for the positive Can you consider this? You uh, What's the word for okay. You poke someone With a needle And the purpose is what? For that person to love That's, that's the whole idea Okay? So the Bible is saying we are to incite others. We are to provoke. That's why in, in the new, new International Version it's used to, it uses the word provoke. I don't... Can you please check? To provoke one another to love. When you say provoke, it's not a negative word. Don't provoke someone to anger. But here, the writer is using a negative word in order for us to incite love. Alright? And it's so hard to say and you know, as I was thinking, well tang picture, sorry. But it reminds me of this in national geographics. You know, I love I love things like animals, insects, all these, you know, animal things. In National Geographics, they have this, they have this close-up view, you know. In the plant where you have a, a good relationship with, between ants and some aphids. Is that aphids, right? Okay, aphids. All right? Now, the ants are, are, are there to protect the aphids from other insects. They're, they're there to protect. And you say, why do you think they will protect these aphids? You know what they do? They would prick, they would poke these aphids. And sometimes you think that hurts. And then the aphids would produce sweet, sweet liquid or some juice that will come out that the ants would eat. And as a payment, they would protect. Now, in a way, somehow I said, that's what this verse is talking about. We're supposed to inside, we're supposed to stir each other, but not, for the person to be provoked with anger, but we are going to cause people to produce love. In other words, it's, it's just overemphasizing that why is it necessary that we should continue to come together? Because I am here to stir you to love. I am here to cause you to love. And you are here To cause me to love. In other words, if you're, listen, if your role as a Christian is to provoke me to love and you're absent this week, imagine if I am absent this week, nobody else will provoke this brother. See? In other words, I cannot be absent because I have a role to play. God wants me to provoke someone to produce love. And if I am not there to provoke that person, if nobody else will do that, then somebody misses out love. That's the idea, brethren. Notice John 13:35. Jesus said, "By this, everyone will know, will know what, that you are my disciple. if what? If you love one another." All right? Now I want you to say to the person next to you, and this is the favorite part of some guys. Say to the person next to you, I love you. Oh, Diba? I told you. Diba? Isabot na ito mo. Basagan ay 4pm, tupad mo sa inyong crush. Kay once every Sunday mo, unyong juguana, tell the person next to you, I love you. Diba? Na na mo'y chance. Alright? pero pastor akong tupad ako mang ako mang friend uh, igna lang siya i love you ingon si pwede uh, ra okay but friends is that the only way we show our love is it just saying i love you no look at first john chapter 3 verse 18 let us not love with words or speech but with what with actions and in truth Brethren, how will the world outside know that we are disciples of Christ when they see us? Not just saying, I love you. But when the world outside sees, wow, they truly love each other by showing it. Amen? Amen. That's why we need each other. You cannot be absent for a week. Why? Because I have a role. I am supposed to provoke you to love. You are supposed to provoke me to love with actions. All right. Second, what happens when the church gathers, when we gather together? Second, we not only promote love, but we provoke good works. All right? We provoke good works. Look at the other end of that verse. Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and not just to love, to what? To good works. So this is the result of love. When we truly and honestly love each other, we don't just say it, we do it. That's why in the church, we are supposed to help each other. We are supposed to love each other. Okay? Now, what does the Bible say? Galatians 6.10. Let's read together. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people. Say, all people. We are not just to do good to some people, but the Bible says all people. As Christians, we are to be what? The best models, examples of what it means to be good. Alright? Now, I have to tell you this. This is a bad experience, but I have to tell you this. Somebody shared this to me, and this is a very bad example. Alright? Outside. You know, outside, something happened. I forgot the details. But somehow, someone was rude to somebody else. I don't know if you know this. You were rude. I don't know. I forgot situation. Was it in the jeepney or was it in the... I think it was in the counter. Okay? No more details in case you're here. But this is a good lesson for everyone. In other words, you were not showing love outside. Okay? You were clinging on to your rights. Okay, I don't know. I forgot the situation. So what happened? That happened. A Christian was not showing love in action. It so happened that that person was invited to our church. And the person who was rude was one of the ushers. You know that person, when he saw this person... He did not bother to enter the church. I don't have to go to the church to listen to the message because the worshipers themselves showed me the message. Right? Sad. But it's, it's true. Okay? Now, I'm sure the person who, who, who did that, I'm sure that person heard the message. It's bad. It's a lesson for all of us. That could happen to you and to me. Alright? I'm not saying a person uh, crucify that person. <laughs> no. The point is this. It's an eye-opener. Okay? Because the person, you know, that you meet, you know, in the mall, in the marketplace, wherever it is, in the elevator, and then you were not showing your love, and chances are, that person is invited to your church, that person... Should have seen your love. Okay, let's change the story. It should be differently. The story should have ended this way. No wonder you are so kind because you belong to this church. That should have been the story. Ay, Maori, ay. Maori, ito offer ka sa parking, bisag, bisag ikao na kauna, e, na i mga kay na ko ka kagasimba. See? Friends, Good works. The Bible says, as we have opportunity. For example, in the mall, you know, parking is so elusive. If you're a Christian, it's the best place to show your Christianity. Mom. ikaw na lang, ma'am. And then one day, that person is invited and that person sees you and that person would say, you must have a very good message in this church because of the messenger, You. See? Friends, I am not the messenger. We are all the messengers. Everywhere we go, we proclaim the message of Christ through the good works that we do. Amen? Amen? So the Bible says, let us do good to all people. Please be kind when you are lining up in the mall. You know, kung naka sa grocery, daghan kayong imo ayun, nai dito. please, offer offer ikaw na lay una you know and you know what sometimes i would intentionally do it bisag feeling na ko because it always come to my mind one day makita niya man sa simbahan at least makahinumdom siya ay ikaw matong offer see and why we do that not because of ourselves but because we represent jesus christ amen Everywhere you go, never forget, you are always a representative of our Lord, Jesus Christ. So, let us do good to all people. But then, of course, there's a special mention there, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Amen? Why is this important? Friends, listen. The way we do good works in the church is our rehearsal. See? We do good to each other nga naman. Rehearsal na. Because what we are doing here, we are supposed to duplicate it outside. So, dilita dapat double personality. Kung nasa simbahan gani, smiling ka ayo. Diba? Kung nasa simbahan, butan ka ayo. inig sa opisina, uy. Murang mag sa, sa suka. Pero ti aslomas naong. See? So our, our ways in the church is just a rehearsal. And please, by the way, when, when we talk about this, I'm not saying we're all perfect here because I know some of us will say, Pastor, si koan lagi pastor. It's so easy for us to say, si koan lagi pastor. Please let me tell you this, all of us here in this church are work in progress. That includes me. So you have to provoke me to love as well. Amen? Don't ever think that simply Nanasha's Bradford Church is perfect nanasya. Yeah. We are all work in progress. So please tell the person next to you, please bear with me. Because I am work in progress. Alright? We have to bear with each other. Okay? dili tadali, mang ba? No? Nalang ka nagi sapot sa church ay din ako musimbak ay eh, nagi sapot ano man day wajuka gi sapot so sa kanse whole life haya haya nimo. No kita matanda namati sapot right so makasapot nata no kung nai naiwa sa mood then let's just understand with love amen and third we provide encouragement and this is I love this word. The word used here in Hebrews is a special word, encouraging one another. So we are not just to promote love, provoke good works. The church gathers because we are to what? To provide encouragement. Now, the word for encouraging here is very interesting because it's the Greek word parakaleo. Still remember last week, paraklete? Remember, Jesus says, I will send you another counselor. And what's the word? Paracletos. It's the same word. It's a compound word. Para. What's the meaning of para? Beside you. And kaleo. to call Kaleo. Alright? Para kaleo. So a paracletos, a paraclete is someone who is beside you so that you can call when you need help. Now that's the word. We gather as a church because I am someone beside you so that you can call when you need me. So that I can call you when I need you. That's the word, para kaleo. Encourage. Now, why do we need encouragement? Because all of us, we have our own, our own, you know, Situations. We have our own crisis in life. And we don't survive in this world alone. Amen? That's why God designed the church to be that there's someone alongside you to be of help. Now friends, it's true. The Holy Spirit is our paraclete. But listen, the Holy Spirit never comes to you just as a spirit. He comes to you also through the temple that he dwells, and who is the temple of the Holy Spirit? We Christians. Amen. That's why we encourage each other, because I don't think one day the Holy Spirit will whisper to you, "I'm here with you." Dika Kam, Madlu. See? But praise God, the Holy Spirit comes to each one of us through other Christians. So when I come to you and talk to you and and listen to you and bear with you, you have there the Holy Spirit inside of me. Alright? That's the word. Encouraging one another. Now look at how this word is used in Hebrews 3.13. Alright, let's read this together. But encourage one another daily as long as it is called today. Why? So that none of you may be hardened by sins. Deceitfulness. Friends, This is very important. Why we need to encourage daily? Because sin is very deceitful. And the Bible says, encourage one another so that none may be hardened. See? If I can't encourage you for a week, chances are sin will take its own toll in your life. That's why you need to encourage me. I need to encourage you. That's why we need to come and be part of the church because we are here to encourage one another. Amen? Now let's go to the incentive as we close. What do you mean by incentive? A lot of times when we talk about the word incentive, what comes to your mind? A bonus. Money. Free. Incentive. Okay? Okay? An incentive is something that motivates, okay? So it's not just about money. In other words, what incite? from the word incitement, what incites you to do something? What motivates you to do something? What is the incentive of our connectivity, okay? Again, we go back to where we started in the sermon, Hebrews 10.25. Why, why should we not give up meeting together? What is the incentive? Our motivation is this. Because we see that the day is drawing near. Amen? Amen. In other words, that incites me not to be absent. That incites you, friends, not to be absent for a single week. Why? Because the day is drawing near. We cannot afford to miss one week. Because... The days are already numbered according to the Scripture. And you don't want to miss an opportunity for the Lord. Amen? That's why as you see the days. And and take note. The writer adds this phrase there. And this makes it very important. All the more. Now, what's the implication of the all the more there? So, the all the more there means that all the more, you need to meet together, you need to promote love, you need to provoke good works, you need to provide encouragement. All the more, you do that as the day is what? Drawing near. And friends, ang drawing near ba? Nagkalayo na? Nagkadaol? No, it's nagkadaol. See? That means, our meeting together should be what? All the more. Our encouraging, our loving should be all the more. Why? Because you see that the day is drawing near. We should be opposite to the world. If the world finds themselves cold when it comes to God, when it comes to church, you know, they're very cold. The world is getting colder and colder when it comes to God. It should be the opposite for you Christians. Amen? we should be hotter and hotter and hotter and warmer and warmer for the Lord because the day is growing near. Now, let me close with three applications. How to not neglect meeting together. All right? How to not neglect meeting together. Now, my application comes with the word tag. And of course, we understand this. When you want something in your post, when you want others to see it, when you want others, you you tag them, right? It tag Well, that's connectivity. And how should we be confident in this chaotic world? Stay connected. So tag. Now, it's an acronym. First one is this. As an application of our lesson today, talk to someone start talking to someone don't just talk to people that you usually talk you know every can you imagine every sunday inika coffee social nara sa yung table ay mong kaistorya mo ordinaryo na permi as if kamura gyen maluwas no kamura mo sorry kung karon nga sunday nganong di naman ni magkiistoryas pastor nako i'd like to meet all of you Okay, like this morning in application, okay, I met six people this morning. I thought they were visitors, but they told me, Pastor, six months, na there is Oak Ridge. And all of them look so new to me. They were not from Bradford. They were just being invited. And they were saying, Pastor, ready mag belong class. I'm just so happy. See? And it was an application of my sermon that I made. <laughs> Talk to somebody else. So we talk and there I realize kaila. See? Because I thought they were first timers but they've been there since, you know, February. So talk to someone today. So after the service, start connectivity. Be connected with somebody else. Please, ayo nang imu lang kaila. Kay kay nay nigabot po Right? Talk to somebody else. Talk to someone else today. Please don't be in a hurry. Kung huwag maningil ni Moderi, ayo pagdali. Okay? Huwag mo maningil ni Mo, ayo pagdali. Let's talk. Amen? Two, attend a Bible study group. Attend a Bible study group. Okay, if you are part of a B group, again, raise your hand. If you are part of a B group, raise your hand, please. A small group. Okay. Okay. Well, that's an opportunity for me. That means we still have lots of opportunity to invite because a lot of people somewhere here, dito, dapid likod, wala nang raise ilang hand. That means you are missing out something. Okay? Okay. Kung fear of missing out, okay, dapat mag mo. Because those of you na wala, na-involve in, na o big group, you are actually missing out a vital day in your life. We meet every week. Almost every day there is a small group meeting. Everywhere. Some in their home, some in the office, in, in mga cafe, some in online. See? You can choose. We and, and our small groups are so varied. There are small groups for teens, na from seniors, na pagani super seniors. Kani mga super seniors mag-meeting, dugay kay Islam Homan. Kay, on to? Yes? Ha? Huh? Oh, on sa to? Dugay kay Islam Homan, verse. Pero sige lang. <laughs> they are there. <laughs> okay? So attend a Bible study group. Because that's where we strengthen our connectivity now, honestly, honestly how many of us here would say na bless you in life because you're part of a small group honestly, if it is true in your life how many of you would say na bless mo? praise God and then third, tag gather with others in worship and fellowship commit not just to a once a month or twice a month, no Make it part of your commitment. That as Lord, as part of my preparation for your coming. And friends, this is my desire. That when Christ comes and we don't know when, we don't know where because He will come. He will come. Of course, touch touchdown to us Israel but the Bible says every all eyes will see Him. I don't know how it will happen, but here's the point. If Christ is going to come, I would want Him to come in a day when we are all gathered worshiping Him. Amen? Amen. And I don't know if you believe this, but there is a hint from the study of Scripture that Christ's second coming will fall on a Lord's day. If you study. Now, I'm not saying uh, it is something to really look into. But there are verses that would hint that the day of the Lord, the day when Christ, Christ will come is on the day, we call it the Lord's day. And can you imagine if it's a Sunday and you're out somewhere? You can still be part, but you were not part when the whole church meets the Lord. That's why one motivation is this. I should not miss a Sunday worship, because what if it's the Lord's coming? And I want to be there. When Christ will meet his bride, I want to be there with the others. Amen? Amen. Talk to someone, attend a small group, be gathered with others in worship and fellowship. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for your grace. Thank you that the body of Christ, the church, is not the building, it's not the institution, it's not the organization, but the church. It's your people. Thank you that you have spread your Holy Spirit in each of your people, Lord, so that we can all encourage one another, we could all provoke one another towards love and good works. And Lord, in times like this, when the world is shaking, When the world is caving in, we are so blessed that we are part of a church that truly honors Christ and His Word. A church that really promotes love, provokes good work, provides encouragement. Lord, maybe some of us are just attending worship. Maybe some of us are simply attending church. We have not yet decided. But, friends, I'd like to encourage you. I'd like to challenge you. Don't just be an attender of a church. I pray that you become part of the church. Don't just attend, be one. Be the church of Christ. Be part. Don't just come as a guest as an attender, but become as a member of the body of Christ. Be part, belong to a congregation of believers. What a privilege it is that we have a family, a spiritual family, we can say, that's where I belong. I belong to the body of Christ. Lord, bless each one of us and keep ourselves connected to each other so that when one falls, others will help. When one is burdened, others will carry. When one experiences victory, everyone celebrates. When one experiences some, experiences some loss, everyone grieves. For that is what it means to be part of your church, Lord. Thank you for this church. We love you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.